2: till it's
1: finished success chronicles go take care of your business success chronicles it's deeper than just winning success hey what's up
0: everybody this is chip baker coming to you with an amazing session so get ready first up i just had to start off with the one i had to give him a warning y'all But uh, with this amazing (laughs) session, uh, I have two captains uh, with me. And, uh, you know, this is a leadership session series uh, with the captains, uh, Captain Lakira Farms and Captain Oluwalu Ogunyemi. And, uh, man, great people doing great things. And really, for me, I just wanted to highlight them and the amazing things that they have going on. Uh, we're going to dive deep into what they do, uh, some other things about leadership throughout the series, but this will be our first part of our series, and today is just about the captains. So first, I just want to say thank you all for taking the time to to do this with me, to rock with me on this.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's a pleasure.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's just start out with intros um, uh Captain Farms. <laughs> and uh, let's start with you, <laughs> ladies, first. Uh, All right. Uh, if you don't mind, just, you know, tell us, a, you know, a little bit about who you are, you know, where you're from, and, and just discuss what you do.
1: All right. Well, yeah, my name is Lakira Farms, captain, United States Marine Corps. Uh, I'm a communications officer. I'm originally from Gary, Indiana. Uh, born in Gary, pretty much raised in South Bend. Shout out to Ben. And, uh, and uh, went to school, Indiana University. And um, while I was in school at Indiana University, I was um, enlisted in the reserves. And so I did some enlisted reserve time. Um, and as soon as I could put in a package for the enlisted commissioning program, I went ahead and did that upon graduation, commissioned, um, and was able to see what the active duty life was about. And I've been stuck ever since, <laughs> pretty much enjoying this. So I know right now I am uh, currently serving as the headquarters company commander in headquarters battalion, 1st Marine Division. And uh, it's, it's been a wild ride, but that's a, that's a brief overview for now.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Captain Ogunyemi, how about you?
2: Hey, all right. Captain Ogunyemi, United States Marine Corps. just uh-huh. uh, Very excited to be here today, if you, if you can't tell. So, um, originally from Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, grew up, fifth of six children. Got a degree from Gramlin State University. Shout out to GSU. Uh, in computer information systems. From there I went to Tyson, uh, worked as a computer program analyst, then went active duty in the Marine Corps. Um, from there, whew, let's see, bounced to, uh, to Miramar, did some time there as a platoon commander and an operations officer, uh, then bounced up to uh, MCRD San Diego and had a fun time there with some great Marines. And now I'm an operations officer at the Marine Logistics Group. Um, wife, beautiful wife, three Children, I thank God for every day. Just uh, make sure I got that on the record.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, we're recording, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we hey, got Make record. sure that's on the record, yeah, yeah, the we, yeah, we got yeah. it.
2: Perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, well, yeah, anyway, yeah, beautiful wife, three children. Uh, and recently just published my first children's book, so I'm excited to. Uh, I've been excited, yeah, in the last couple of weeks just to share that information. Uh, but yeah, well, I'll do like uh, Lakira did that, W will be it for night right now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, as you guys can see, just like I said, great people. And, uh, what I want to do now is I know you guys talked about, you know, where you're from, you kind of, you know, briefly talked about your career uh, path a little bit, but if you don't mind, um, captain forms, uh, just kind of go, I'll give you guys each an opportunity just to go a little bit in depth of what it is you do currently.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like I stated before, um, currently I'm the headquarters company commander, um, in headquarters battalion, first Marine division. So pretty much, um, I have a company of about 700 Marines. Um, and I own like all the division, um, G shops. So a lot of the admin, the Intel shops, Um, It's a lot of shops with Marines who outrank me, which is a weird structure, (laughs) but I pretty much make sure like all of these sections, all the Marines in those sections are administratively and um, have their administratively squared away, medical and dental readiness is squared away, and so it's kind of just like it's it's mostly an administrative heavy billet and on the flip side it also has a tactical side so whenever the headquarters battalion has to deploy in support of the division, um, I have to play the role of the camp commandant, and so with that, I just make sure that whatever facilities and whatever area we're working out of, I'm in charge of just getting, um, getting all the Marines to set that up, and so, like, right now, we're practicing that, and um, wherever we set up at, if we have to put up tents, have whatever, you know, logistical... Uh, support they need an administrative support all the marines in my company are pretty much the back end for that so we just set set up the facilities for the division uh cg to be able to command and control the troops in the division so that's that's pretty much uh my role as the headquarters company commander is rallying all the troops and making sure everything's set up so that's what i'm doing right now and uh yeah
0: <laughs> all right rallying the troops Okay,
1: that's a that's a nice way to put it
2: <laughs> there you go love it captain Oginyemi. what hey, about man, you I'm, you should have let me go first man she just had to one-up me so really <laughs> uh so i'm also a communications officer i forgot to mention that earlier um and, and really what i do in, as a g6 operations officer at the marine logistics group is i i'm responsible for providing plans and, and resources to uh the 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 units that come under that fall under the mlg so uh my job is to just coordinate with a hire to ensure they have the plans to ensure they have the assets and the the all the things that they need to be successful for people like cabin farms that are out in the field you know doing their thing and just really uh hooking and jabbing as we say so uh my job is is less uh field ready although you know every, every once in a while we like to hop out there uh, but more so the one behind uh, trying to ensure that they have everything they need uh, to go out to the field, at least in my current job. Uh, so uh, like she mentioned, if I have a very, a very small shop. I don't have 700. I have closer to seven. I'm uh, like 17. Anyway, I have about 17 I have to keep up with. Uh, usually uh, all those guys are, are, are more senior um, and they're, they're the, as we call them the, excuse me, the subject matter experts that, that are uh, really the brains behind the operations. I'm just the guy that just uh, just calls all the meetings and, and brings all the people to the room and let all the smart people do the the planning. So that's my job as operations officer, uh, and, I, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Hooking and jabbing, <laughs> bam! There it is. <laughs> First, before we go on, I want to make sure that I, I say thank you uh, to you two. Uh, thank you so much for your service, your dedication, the things that you have done to put you in the place uh, where you are. And and there, there's, there's a few layers to that thank you. I think the, the first is, like I said, for your service and the sacrifices that your family has made to allow you to be there, to do the things that you do for our country. I think uh, the other layer for me is, man, it's so cool that you are doing your thing. <laughs> you know, like, like, man, like that's crazy. Like that's is that what, that's what y'all do, man. That's crazy. You know, so it, it blows me away, uh, to, I don't know, just to know you guys first off, and then know, you know, that you're doing the thing that you're doing. So thank you for that. Thank you for your service. And I just encourage y'all to just keep doing your thing, how you're doing it, because it's so inspiring. I wanted to make sure that I take time to say that. So, let's let's go into know you talked about you know your your exact jobs. let's go into a couple of career highlights you know so uh oh hold on let me let me tell this little secret first before we go on. sorry guys but uh so i'll share this this secret so when we were setting up this series right um you know i reached out to captain ogiemi and you know connected me with you know captain farms and uh you know each of them were like Hey, well, you know, I'll just, you know, let her do her thing, and I'll just listen and take notes. You know, then she was like, oh, well, I'll just let him do his thing, and I'll just listen and take notes, right? So, you know, and and when we initially talked, you know, their talking was not about them. They were talking more of my my people. I got to take care of my people, make sure that they're good, and and that's what we need in everything that we have is just people that are selfless of people that just want to take care of their people. And I commend you guys for that. So I had to share that story first before we went on. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll go on. But just talk about a couple of career highlights, you know, just some things, you know, maybe a couple of things that were really neat for you in your career uh, that you that helped you feel blessed to be where you are. And uh, Captain Farms, will start with you.
1: Yeah, it's really it's it's really hard to pick a highlight because it's been it's 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 been a it's been a wild ride, some ups and downs. Yeah. But um I know two two particular duty stations that I had that I really um really got a lot out of. The first one, um when I first went active duty, my first duty station was on Okinawa, Japan. And so that was my first time leaving uh wow. the United States. And uh that being out there was absolutely amazing. Cause I know that was one of the reasons I wanted to go active duty was to be able to travel. I wanted to be able to see something other than Indiana. Even my, my reserve unit was in Southern Indiana and it was, it was crazy being there. So, um, so I wanted to travel and getting the chance to go to Oki was absolutely amazing. One, I got the chance to finally be a platoon commander, which was, which is like a big thing when you, when you pin on and you commission, like it's always that moment that you get to stand in front of, could stand in front of the Marines and 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 be that person that's that's in charge and um and finally be in a position to influence, you know the the environment that that the Marines are working in. So I I freaking took advantage of that and um had fun and I in my platoon we turned into a family. Um, we just all took care of each other and and. You know, I didn't walk in there, you know, my chest all poked out trying to figure out, you know, what can I do to make a good name for myself? It was always like, what can I do to set up each and every one of these Marines for success? Like, is it a school mm-hmm. I can send you to? Because I'm a communications oh, yeah. officer as well. And so it's like, hey, what schools can I send y'all to to make sure yeah. that, you know, you guys are you guys are killing it in your MOS? I need y'all cross training so y'all can be able to do each other's job and make sure, you know. So whatever I could do to, to set them up for success, that was that was awesome. So I had an awesome experience being a platoon commander and getting a lot out of my time i was with 7th comm battalion when i was out there so shout out to the comm battalion <laughs> and um and um also just getting the opportunity to be overseas and experience the world from a different point of view it kind of expanded that was like the first time where my world view like really expanded and to be able to travel to all these different countries in the asian pacific and to see so many so many places where there was like like uh, African influence, and it was eye opening for me because with the with the way that you're taught like history growing up, mm-hmm. um, you you just kind of feel like you know you, you're just taught history different, and so to be somewhere where you can see that there's a lot more to the people that you come from than hey, y'all was here, then you were slaves, and then there were civil rights, and then there was President Obama. Like, there's a whole lot more to the story. And being overseas and seeing that reflected in all these different cultures and all these different places where you weren't even taught that, that your people had a hand then, it was, it was really eye-opening. So I enjoyed being able to go overseas. So that was definitely a blessing. And um, the second duty station where um, I had a lot of fun which was it's crazy. Whenever I explain it to people, but being out in Paris Island, uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot, Paris Island, um, serving as a series commander, I had a ball mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> it was definitely a, a tasking job. Like it was a lot of duty, a lot of late nights. Like just a lot of just living at work and yeah. not being right. at home, and even knowing what my home looks like in the daytime. But um, just being out there in the position to take care of those drill instructors, because the the enlisted Marines that go out there to be drill instructors, like they 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 are working that the ability that they're working in to, to transform these Marines from, you know, transforming these recruits into Marines. Like they put their heart and soul into it. And it's a, it's a heavy task to put on someone and you have to have someone there that's kind of watching them to make sure, you know, make sure they don't go overboard because they get overly passionate about what they're doing. And if you, if you give someone that much power, you know, it's bound to go too far. If you don't have someone there to show them what their left and right lateral limits are and being there as a series commander and to just be able to, to make sure that, you know, training is happening, Marines are being made, but Marines are also leaving with their career still intact because, you know, they, they were, they were able to, someone was able to pull them back whenever they were seeing red and make sure that they, they can, uh, that, you know, giving them a gentle reminder, like, I know these are recruits, and I know they messed up, and you, you want them to be perfect, but this is somebody's child, and all they want to do at the end of the day is become what you are, so yeah. keep that in mind, and don't get lost in their recruits, and you have to, like, constantly be, you know, Adam, uh, keep in mind that this is somebody's child, and they're just trying to accomplish a goal, and so let's get them to that, let's get them to that point, and um, I, had, I had a lot of fun out there, um, and so, yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the highlights uh, for me, being out there, and I don't, I don't want to take up all the time for, them. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick a highlight, but definitely those two duty stations were the ones that stand out for me.
0: <laughs> awesome, good deal, good deal. Yeah. Well, Captain Ogiemi?
2: Hey, I, I'm I'm right there with you. It is hard. It is really hard to try to pick out like highlights. Uh, Cause I, I took a long time thinking about that, and you just made me adjust my notes anyway. So, and we we share a couple of good highlights, but you know what? I I I think. I think my highlight uh, started literally like the day I commissioned, or I guess even before that. So I was on a leadership panel with a real short story, uh, a leadership panel down in new Orleans. And I met this, I think I had just finished officer candidate school and I happen to have on my suit and tie probably oversized, you know, something cheap, uh, but I, am on a leadership panel and I have no idea. I think I was there cause I did community service or something like that. And, and uh I was on there with somebody from NAACP. I remember being on there with uh, Tammy Gordon, who was like the youngest, one of the youngest African-American female judges in the New Orleans area. And, I, I, and then there's another person there, his name was General Ronald Bailey, now retired. And all these people are sitting there and I look down the line and everybody's asking them questions and nobody's asking you any questions. So finally somebody asked me something easy what's your name? And I stumbled over my name. And then finally I was like, all right, I'm gonna move on. Uh, but that, that interaction I had, uh, the first thing that, that, that was eye opener for me was when general Bailey came up to me after and He was like, Hey, you know what? Um, you know what, here's my card. I want you to keep up with me, you know, just, just keep me updated on what's going on and and all this kind of stuff. And at the time I didn't even appreciate it. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I got it and I, I sent him a few emails and, and I told him, hey, I'm I'm a graduating commission from Gramlin State. It's been a while since anybody's done that. You know, he was like, Well, if you invite me as your, your uh commissioning officer, I'll I'll come. You know, again, at the time, I still don't know the the, the gravity of that situation. Wow. A general officer coming to a little Gramlin State University to commission me, right? Um, and then I just remember like, I sent him an email with the invitation that <laughs> it was a nice looking invitation, but I attached it to the email and sent it to him and he rogered up. He said, he's going to come. And next thing you know, I get a call and they're like, what did you do? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I sent the journal an email. He said, invite him. So I sent him an invitation and long story short, you know, we get to graduation and no crap, this guy is here. And it wasn't until later on, I realized that, man, that's a big deal. You know, just the humility that he, had to say hey you know what I don't even know this guy he's some college kid he happened to be in my fraternity Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated uh but he's some college kid that (laughs) some college kid that you know what I'm gonna look out for this guy he's coming to my organization so I'm gonna reach out I'm gonna reach down to him and I'm gonna show up at his graduation and I'm gonna commission him and I'm gonna pass on that that torch onto him and like I said now retired but I mean a well-decorated marine and I look back in that moment like wow man if he has so much humility to come talk to me before I was even a lieutenant, which Captain Farms would tell you, a second lieutenant is—I don't know. Yeah, never mind. It's a public show. I won't even get that. I'll keep that internal. But a second lieutenant, let's just say, hey, that's when you first get in. You gotta earn your. You gotta earn your stripes, yeah. right? So, I just remember that. That I mean, I was like, man, that's amazing, man. And and every time I sent him an email, even as a lieutenant, I didn't even know how to address a general. Still, you know. I'm sending emails to my Gmail account and and he's still responding to, to me from his Blackberry and stuff like that. So it was that kind of humility that just was like, man, that is amazing. That is the kind of guy I want to be. And every time I bring him up, somebody else says, oh yeah, I know General Bailey. I knew him when he was a colonel. And hey, that guy. Yep. All day, all day. Yeah. And that's my thing. I was like, man, that's the kind of leader I want to be. So that that's the first highlight of my career uh, thus far. And then secondly uh, is is – In general, promotions, awards, and all those kind of things, but specifically my first time promoting a Marine, um, and we took off the rank, um, and we rehearsed it. You know, we have staff non-commissioned officers like uh, uh, Captain Farms talked about earlier. Um, When you're a brand-new lieutenant, they're your bread and butter. They have the experience. They're going to train you up and make sure that you're not messing stuff up. So when you're standing in front of 60 70 people you don't pun it in the stands you know so it, it's cool to have that that person so this this guy he walked me through it over and I, we had to do it like 10 times and i just remember standing there like okay this is the time and i remember like looking that marine in the eyes and he starts getting emotional because he's like yeah i'm about to pin on you know just knowing his backstory and knowing that you know he came from somewhere where maybe he you know he was told that he would never achieve anything so it was just cool to see that you know like man this you know, I'm a, part of, I'm a part of history for this guy. You know, nobody else from his hometown, nobody else in his family may not have done, have not done anything. But you know what? He's getting promoted or, or she's getting an award and all these kind of things. Yeah. And to me, that's a big deal, you know. So I'll stop there. But those two things, you know, whether it's awarding or promoting Marines or, or just having the opportunity to honor to meet General Bailey and, and learn from his leadership style. Uh, and to me, that's just, that, that's amazing. to highlight for my, uh, for my career
0: good stuff and like i said to you audience you know uh great people you know they 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 did kind of mention something that, that they accomplished but then they're more so mentioned something accomplishments of somebody else right and and that's the kind of people they are which is why they do what they do and uh again so thankful uh for your service and thankful for how you do what you do it's good stuff so the next phase, um, you know, we talk, we've discussed, you know, where you're from, uh, we've discussed, you know, your journeys, your career path, we've discussed, you know, a couple of, of highlights, and you know, based on your title and where you are, um, you know, you you're your leaders, you know, uh, and I'm gonna say amazing leaders, and I'll, I'll just say that thank you guys. Uh, you know, amazing leaders, right? Uh but <clears throat> You know, leadership is not a thing that is, well, let me go back. Effective leadership is not just something that is just given. Like, you have to earn that. You have to show the people that you're around that you care about what they do, putting others before you, which apparently you guys do often. Uh, But, uh, you know, effective leadership, I think it makes an impact in our world. You know, uh, it influences so many. Uh, it allows us to not just leave a legacy, but it allows us to live a legacy by our day-to-day actions. And so that's kind of where I want to go. I want to go into leadership. Uh, you know, what does leadership mean to you? And uh, Captain Forms, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah. Um, so any anytime I think of, like, a, a leader, just like, in general with leadership i think um one thing i go by is making sure that i'm always a a servant leader um and that's and that's something that uh is surprising to me is rare in this organization I, i see a lot of um a lot of people who are. You know, I don't necessarily want to say everyone's in it for themselves, but you can tell when someone's trying to chase an award or just trying to do something to get an impression out of the people around them, and and that's not that's not our role. Like that's not how you build an effective organization. Like you have to make sure that if you're in that leadership role, that you're being more of. A servant and that 's not saying that you're letting people run over you or anything like that but it's saying that you're doing what you can to make sure you you're, you're rising up your team and it doesn't only fall on one person like if you if you allow people the you know, you give people the space to be able to, to, to grow and to be able to learn, you know, they give them the space to make mistakes because people learn quick from mistakes. And if you have if you create an environment where people cannot make mistakes, then they're just trying to do whatever they can to keep you happy until the next person comes in that seat. And the thing is you, you want to make sure that you're you're always giving like your Marines or whoever it is that you're in charge of the tools that they need to be successful. So just being a servant leader and just legitimately looking out for the well-being of the people who are working for you. And that's um, that's something that's been, you know, because when, when you're in the when you're in the unit um, where that's absent, <laughs> it's just it's, you know, you just have people working the day to day and they're just trying. They're just going through the motions. But um, if you're doing what you can to look out for, for your Marines, they, they go above and beyond. To make sure that the mission is met and um and i just think of one example because i know last year last year we executed an exercise it's called uh still night and we we always go through these exercises every year where the division kind of just practices what they would do um if if they had to go into combat or something so we just do like a, a practice of it and so um going into that in my role is the camp commandant and i have to set up the spaces for the division staff to work out of usually i would have a senior enlisted member um attached to me as a uh, as an assistant to you know help me with everything that's going on out there um we were we were pretty short staffed in the company at the time and so um there's a sergeant that works in my shop and it was a sergeant who had previously gotten in trouble <laughs> And so you know a lot of times in my company office um I end up with the Marines who other sections, if they get in trouble or something, they may send them to me while they're trying to figure things out or whatever and until they find out where they want to put someone. And so I get this sergeant. So he's an E-5. So so uh, junior enlisted, but still a non-commissioned officer. And, uh, and I grabbed the sergeant. and I was like, you know what? because he had been proving himself, you know, in the company office. And I was like, you know what? I'll have to be my assistant, Captain Commandant. And so I can remember a lot of people were giving me slack because they're like, how are you going to go out there and get all this done with a sergeant? And I'm like, it's not It's not that he's a sergeant. It's that I know that he's effective at what he does. And it doesn't matter. Like, I understand people hang on to rank, and they're thinking, like, you only need a staff and CO to do this. But I'm like, every single Marine that we have, regardless of the rank that they have on their collar, they bring something valuable to this organization. And we need more people in leadership roles to see that the people lower in rank have something of value to bring to it. And so that was just an opportunity for me to be able to show, like, well, I'm gonna come out here with this sergeant and I'm gonna kill this, like, we're gonna kill this exercise and I'm gonna do it with, with this E5 right here. And um, and that was something that was, that um motivated some of the other NCOs around because, you know, some of them were told, you know they just kind of walk around with this i'm just an nco or i'm just a corporal or, i'm just a sergeant type of attitude but i'm like no you're not just that like you have good ideas like voice those ideas let people know the things you're thinking because we could be doing something like <laughs> completely inefficient and yeah. you might have the next best idea in your head but because no one's listening to you because what's on your collar we would never know so that was kind of like letting them know like hey I'm listening to you guys like what do you have to bring to the table because as you can see we went out here and I had a sergeant with me and two corporals and like we were making things happen and I didn't have to have you know and it's not to say that I wouldn't have been able to do the same thing with a gunnery sergeant or a master guns or whoever would have been attached to me but it's just to say that to to just kind of highlight like the senior the The lower members in the um in the chain of command like they have they have value to bring to the organization as well so that's kind of what i mean with just giving them the space to be able to to shine and understanding that it's not only about what you can bring because i could have went out there and made everything happen myself but i want to i want to show how effective this person is and so giving them an opportunity to do something and show that they're awesome so they can move up and be and you know be given those roses instead of it just falling you know on me or whoever else is more senior so that's, all, that's, that's just big to me, serving leadership. Like, we got to have that. You got to have somebody who's looking out for others. And if you do that by default, like, there's going to be uh, some level of success <laughs> without a doubt.
0: Oh, No doubt about it. I think, you know, opportunities bring opportunities. You know, just like you said, you know, man, give him an opportunity to, to do his thing. He's proven to me, he's shown me that, you know, he's he ready. Like, he, let's go. And, and then also, I think the quality of the work you get too. Is amazing because, oh, they believe in me. I can't let them down. Yep. And so thanks for sharing that. So Captain Oginyemi, what about you? What what does leadership mean to you?
2: Yes, sir. So I've already alluded to it a little bit earlier when I talked about General Bailey. Uh, The first thing that pops in my head uh, is just humility, right? So being able to, to just be that person that, that, you will want everybody to look up to. Um, again, I gave the story about General Bailey. That's one reason I'm still in the Marine Corps to this day. I mean, because what better welcome is there to just have somebody reach out to you and say, hey, man, I, hey, listen, I'm just another guy. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. Hey, I'm going to bring you into the fold. Like, you were a part of my organization t- now. You're a part of the gun club, you know. Hey, you and I, hey, we're brothers now. We're sisters now. And that, That's the kind of humility that you have to have as a leader to bring those troops or bring those people that you lead into the fold. That's the first and foremost thing for me. And then secondly, uh, I always tell people, hey, just be you, right? Because to me, it's like, like for me, I'm, I'm a goofy guy. I know it. I, I'm not gonna say it, pretend. I have a little neck and a big head and it's, it really shows on this camera, right? But <laughs> I, that's just me. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm trying to lean back so it can sort of no. be a little bit with the wall, man, but golly. I keep looking at it. But anyway, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just like, that's just how I look at it. Like, be who you are. Like, because people can tell the difference. People know that, you know, when you're trying to be somebody else or you're, and it, it's easy to do, especially in our kind of organization where you have that type A personality, where it's like, hey, you know, in order to get something done, you know, I'm, I'm gonna yell and scream at you. And, and I've even tried that. And I realized, you know what? It's just not my thing. It's not my style, you know? If you see me yelling at somebody, you know they actually, and they messed up. Or they messed up royally. Either a, they really, really messed up, or B, like I, I, I was, I had the problem that day. I had a bad temper. I, I had a bad day, or something was going on, and I allowed myself to get to that point, or a combination of both. So just, just being who you are, and and, and to me, I think people just appreciate that. Sometimes, sometimes like uh, Cam Farms alluded to, sometimes it may seem that oh, you're gonna let people run you over, or you, you're just trying to be friendly and all that kind of stuff, and. In reality, no, you're, you're just leading, right? And, and if who you are is a friendly person, you love people like I do, uh, then, then just be that person, right? You don't have to try to fake. You don't try have to try to put on because they're going to see right through it. And that's just, that's just the bottom line. They're going to see right through it. And lastly, I, I, stole, I stole a quote from Donnie Smith when I worked at Tyson. He's the CEO of Tyson at the time. Uh, and he always, like, he'll pull everybody in the room. I mean, executive leadership he'll pull in all the way to like the little bitty intern that as I was, I was an intern, um, what in 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there. Um, and I just remember walking in there and, and sitting in the room and looking around like, man, I saw that person. I saw that person, their salaries online. Golly, man, they have me in here and I'm making like, you know, I, I mean, probably their stock change they have in their, in, their, their <laughs> in their glove compartment. But it, for me, I was like, you know what? This is pretty cool because he will say the answers in the room, and he'll stand people up and he'll say, hey, you know what, that's a great idea. Uh, people will talk about the things, the money they save with the company, and, and with Tyson, a multi-billion dollar company, Fortune 500 company, they'll, they'll say, hey, I, you know, I saved $10,000 this year by switching from this type of paper towel to this type of paper towel, and he will celebrate them like they just saved the company several billion dollars, right? And to me, that, just, that does exactly what Cam Farms was alluding to earlier, it's, it's empowering them and making them believe in themselves and making them believe in you. I, I believed in him because, you know, when I walked by him in the, office, in the hallway, I felt like I had a voice. Like when I talked to him, I spoke to him in the hallway. He was like, hey, Lou, how you doing? I mean, I had a name tag on too, but in my mind, he memorized my name. Uh, hey Lou, how's it going? But what was impressive though, is he, he would, he had this thing where he would memorize what project you were working on. And granted, you know, maybe two weeks later, you know, man, you know, sort of passed by, but I always thought about that. It's like, man, you know what, the CEO, you know, he, he came up to me, he talked about a project. Yeah, we finished that two weeks ago, but it's still cool that, you know, I feel like I have a voice, I have a platform with him. If I have an issue and I see him in the hallway, maybe I could bring it up to this guy. You know, I, I don't know what he'll do with it. Maybe he'll do something with it, or maybe he won't. So just giving him a voice, making them believe in themselves, being yourself. And then again, like, like I said, just that humility uh, that goes a long way uh, in leadership.
0: Love it. Love it. Uh, great stories, uh, great words about both of you guys, uh, you know, servant, leadership, humility, um, you know, all of those things take effort. Right. Um, and, and I think when, when you, to me effort counts, right? So like if I have somebody that's a leader that's giving effort, Man, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make that person look great, you know? And, and that's what it's about. And so when you take the time to be a servant leader, or when you take the time to be, to have humility and, you know, put people in the right place to have them uh, empowered and then encourage them along the journey, oh, man, that, that takes effort. But the effort is so worth it to see, just like you alluded to, Captain Ogunyemi. You know, just like I know their backstory. You know, I see them like from I'm man, I'm just I'm like the parent happy for them, like, you know, doing their thing, you know, and so that that's what it's about. So as we close, again, I just want to say thank you guys so much uh for, for sharing uh in this session one of our leadership series. And i you know, I'm titling this one about the captains because I really just wanted the audience to get to know who you are. Uh, what you're about, kind of dive a little bit into leadership, which is what the series will be about. And then we'll go a little bit deeper on on the rest of the session. But I think that this was great. Again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thank you for what you do and keep doing your thing because it's so
2: inspiring. Love it. Absolutely, Chef. We appreciate it. I think uh, I heard Kyle Carpenter say it. uh, He said, you're worth it. And it, so every time somebody says, thank you for my service, I, I think, you know, sounds a little cheesy. I said it aloud to one of my Marines and they told me I sound pretty corny, but it was one of those things that I realized is like, yeah, that, that to me, that's like, it means a lot, right? When you tell yeah. somebody, man, you know what? You're telling me yeah. thank you for the sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. And really, I believe that you're worth it. Not, not just the constitution <laughs> of some abstract thing that we believe in, like literally, like you are worth it. Like, all the people listening, you're worth it. Any sacrifice that that I may or may not have made, I appreciate you all for supporting, and you're definitely worth it. Love it.
1: Heck yeah! Thank you so much for the opportunity to just be able to speak to whoever it is that's listening. I hope you all are able to get some nuggets from this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, just thank you for the support, and thanks for the opportunity.
0: (laughs) Well, kind of (laughs) like Captain Ogunyemi said, when you say you're worth it, I'm going to just go the Chick-fil-A route and say my pleasure. (laughs) <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> well again thank you and uh thank you audience for checking out this uh, session one of our
1: leadership series we'll see you next time god bless go get it